Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This segment was presented by Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. What's going on, everybody? I hope everyone's having a fantastic evening so far. I'm here with a very special guest in our premiere podcast episode. I got Miami Hurricanes legend, two-time Pro Bowler, NFL veteran, Brandon Merriweather. Brandon, it's a pleasure to have you on, man. I'm extremely grateful for this opportunity, and it's a pleasure to talk Canes football with you. Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. I can't wait. I've been looking forward to this for about a month now, so I'm happy to be on here with you. Hey, man, absolutely. I can't wait. I got to ask, what made you want to be on a Miami Hurricanes football podcast and just kick back and talk Canes football? Honestly, man, because I, I bleed orange and green. You know what I mean? Like, like that's family. Like, if I could sit down and talk about them all day, I have no problem doing that. I I, I absolutely love the University of Miami, and I would, I would find nothing better than to sit down and talk, talk junk about them all day. I love it, man. I'm telling you, our alumni, you guys have this brotherhood, this passion. I don't think I see it in other college football programs. Why do you think that is? You guys are so close with each other and you bleed orange and green so much. Uh, I, I, I think it's, it's the fact that we all understand and we all been there. So we kind of, we kind of, we kind of want to see each other do great. You know, we have nobody on our team who hate on another person who, who talk bad about another person, you know, like if you, if you playing like trash, then we tell you, you playing like trash, but that's not us talking bad about you to other people. You know what I mean? Like, like, like I had a bad game, you know, I had a bad game and, you know, I was in the lead. Beeson called me like, yo, I'm watching this game, man. You play like crap, bro. Like, like that's, that's a brotherhood. That's, that's what you do in a family. And I think that's why we all so close It's because we could all call each other and be like, Hey, yo, like, yo, I see you doing this, man. That's terrible. You know, I see you doing this. That's great. Let me support you. You know what I mean? So I think that's why we all so tight. Only at the U, baby. Only. Only. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so Brandon, let's kick it back. Like, you're from Apopka, Florida, correct? Yes, yes. So that's, excuse my geography. I'm in Coral Gables right now, born and raised. That's a little bit past Orlando, central to north? Uh, it's, it's actually a part of Orlando. Okay. Um, But yeah, it's like. 15 minutes from what people call Orlando. So it's it's a little bit north of Orlando. So to me, I feel like that's Gator country or Florida it is. State. <laughs> it is. Well, well, now, now today is more UCF, you know, since UCF is like 20 minutes away from my crib. But uh, it's like, it's UCF, Florida, Florida State. And now, you know, for the last, you know, 20 years, it's been Miami. Okay. Gotcha. So being from that area growing up, what brought you to the University of Miami? Because 
I don't know if you were a fan growing up of the Canes, but if you're surrounded by all these Gators, Florida State Seminoles, I'm sure people are in your head like, you gotta be a Florida State Seminole, you gotta be a Florida Gator, go to Alabama, don't go to Miami. Uh, you know, you're right. You know, I was actually a Florida State fan growing up. You know, I used to love Charlie Ward, uh, Peter Ward, Ward Dunn, um, Derek Brooks. I used to love all watching them guys, you know. But then um, as I got older, you know, I went on visits and um, and then it started to uh, I started to, you know, get to see people and see what they're going through and and meet the uh um meet some of the players and watch how they get together and Miami was the only team that was just like Apopka like we like Apopka high school is a family like a real family and that's what we that's what I seen there so that's why I went there yeah, I mean, the rest is history. I mean, you wore that number 19 in such a way. I don't think there's been another player that's worn number 19 at Miami. It's one other, but he's from the 80s era. Okay. And every time I see him, he talked junk to me, told me he the best 19 ever wear. So <laughs> it was, it's one, uh, one other. Well, to me, Brandon, you're the best uh, number 19 at Miami. You're one of the greatest safeties of all time. So he can, uh, he can take that compliment with him. I appreciate it. I appreciate <laughs> it. I'm going to tell him that, too. <laughs> who is that number 19 uh don't make me lie i can't remember his name don't make me lie <laughs> i can't remember his name but i'm gonna look it up i'm gonna the next time we talk i will have his name for you so brandon I'm, I'm gonna assume this man you get to miami you don't know anyone you come in as a freshman how do you you know who did you look towards as a mentor who was that leadership role that guided you you know, throughout your college years that when it was your turn to be an upperclassman, you take on, you took on that leadership role for the freshman. Um, well, I'm not going to say I didn't know anyone when I got there um, because, you know, I, I knew Sap, you know what I mean? I knew Eddie Jackson, who Eddie, who went to, uh, both of them went to a pop game, went to Miami. Um, and they was, you know, they already told me what they expect when I get down there. And then I, I played with a bunch of guys in the Florida Georgia game um, that went to Miami. Um, and I actually, in the state championship game, I actually played against my roommate. And we played against each other. Of course, we beat the brakes off of him. You know, he, he going to be mad to hear that. But we beat the brakes off of him. And uh, me and him be became great friends. We actually still great friends today. I was actually down there this weekend with him. Um last weekend um but yeah when i came in it was a bunch of us you know who played in the florida georgia game together that we all came in together but my guy who i actually looked up to and learned from was uh sean t you know sean t was a sophomore when i came in and he was just not starting to you know flourish into the person he was yeah i mean may he rest in peace one of the greatest safeties to ever play the game and Man, I think you're very fortunate as well to to have that person as a leader. And Absolutely. Did you realize at first how great Sean Taylor was going to be? Yes. <laughs> yes. The 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 very first day I got there, I did. I realized that Sean T was different. I actually thought he was a D lineman. Like when I first got there, and uh, we was doing 
drills. And I was like, I was like, hey, bro, you know, I like tapped him on the hill. Like, hey, bro, you need to go over there. He was like, man, what you talking about? And then he started laughing like, bro, I'm a safety, bro. I'm like, oh, oh, my bad. Like, I actually thought he was a D lineman. Was there any advice that Sean Taylor told you that always stuck in your head, whether you're playing football at Miami or in the NFL, that you always said to yourself? Uh, Sean, Sean, biggest thing was, you know, don't let up. You know what I mean? Because I used to be like, all right, man, you know, like if somebody was like, hey, man, stop going so hard in practice or hey, man, chill out. It's preseason. You know, Un- only thing that always stood with me is Sean T. I always say, man, don't let up, man. No, hit them. Like, no, do your thing, bro. Keep balling because, you know, when you when you need somebody to chill, they ain't going to chill for you, so keep going. And that was always Sean. Like, Sean, no matter what we was doing, we it could be, you know, we running wind sprints and everybody chilling. Sean going to go hard. You know what I mean? That was always Sean. So that's what I got from Sean. I love that mentality, man. That That's the – the dog mentality, and that's what's the difference between the great players and the good ones and the not-so-good ones, you know, is never looking up. And, and that's something that you can take back to your work ethic, whether you're an athlete or you're just working for a company, trying to make it up, get a promotion, is never let up because someone always wants to have your spot. So I appreciate Absolutely. that. I appreciate that, Brandon. Absolutely. Thank you. They're bringing people every year to take your spot, so – you know, you got to get better every year along with, you know, bringing the people behind you up. 100%. Well, Brandon, man, you play, you you finished your time at Miami. You spent eight years in the NFL. Yeah. Did you ever, like, keep up with the Miami Hurricanes throughout that time span? Or is it always been tough? Because you got kids, you know, nah, you got a bunch of things on the side. Every day. Uh, I, I look up some on Miami every day. I watch Miami every day. I do something about with Miami every single day, like every day, like no matter if I was in the league, if I was in camp, like regardless, you know, I get home from camp at, you know, 1150 uh, at PM and I'd be looking up stuff on to see what's going on with Miami. Like I always did it. It's everybody, every UN player do it. It ain't one of us that I don't know who don't do it. Now, do you guys have group chats where you're watching a, a, a game, whether you're at your house, maybe someone else is at a bar or at a house with another former players and you guys are texting each other like, oh man, we just made this big play. This kid's going to be a dog or man, how do you, what's going on here? Nah, nah, we, 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 we close, but we ain't that close. Uh, <laughs> but nah, nah, we ain't got that. We, what our biggest thing is like, we kind of always like push it to the side. Like if Beeson might send me a text, like, man, you need to get down here, man. These safety needs you, bro. You know what I mean? I'd be like, all right, you know, I could come, I could come at this time, you know, but that's all. Like, we don't really call each other and, you know, do stuff like that. But we will, like, if if he sees somebody who need help, he'll hit me up or he'll call Ed or somebody who already down there and be like, yo, you're in town. I need you to come holler at this young man. So, you know, speaking about the current times, Brandon, Ed Reed's chief of staff, what did you think about Manny Diaz when he was first hired at Miami? Mark Rick retires. They bring in Manny Diaz. He was their defensive coordinator for, I think, a, close to three years or more. And now he's the head coach at Miami. What did you think at first? Defensive mind, similar to Randy Shannon. I want to hear your thoughts on this hire. Uh, at first, I thought it was a great hire. You know, I thought, you know, I was like, yo, you know, Manny going to bring that dog mentality because he's a defensive guy. 
You know, we finna be physical. And then his first year, uh, the first year with Mark Riggs, when they got all the interception, they brought got the turnover chain. You know what I mean? They did all this stuff. And I'm like, yo, this finna, like this, we, we on the way. We on the way. You know what I mean? So I can't lie. When we first got him, I was super happy. I, I thought it was the right move. And I thought he was a, you know, a, a guy that, you know, took advice from former players because he always talking about how he wanted to bring the former players back and all this. So that's what I thought. Do you think his scheme has changed? Because this is what I've seen. We, I mean, it's pretty evident. We run a 4-2-5 now, correct? Right. He previously was running a 4-3. Why do you think he slowly transitioned to a four-two-five? I, I I don't I think I don't think it was ever a four-three. Okay. I think he had I think he had three really good linebackers, and he wanted to keep them all on the field. So instead of having a striker, he had another linebacker. So now he feel like he got more he got better DBs than he do linebackers. So you put the DBs on the field. So instead of having that fourth linebacker, you have a striker who is a DB that could actually do all the things that, right? you know, a linebacker should be able to do. But the problem is when you got to hit linemen, man, now I don't know too many DBs who going to fill that void. <laughs> so that's where the problem comes. So do you think, because what's going on in the defense, we lead the nation in tackles. That's miss, missed tackles. <laughs> missed, right, exactly. My fault. Missed, not in tackles. We'd be winning games. <laughs> missed tackles. Right. You just don't, do you think we don't have the personnel right now in place to fit that scheme? No. I just, I personally don't like the scheme, period. Okay. I don't like the scheme, period. Like, like I think Manny is a, uh, think many defense is is honestly it's a, it's like a surprise defense like if you get somebody to third down then you could throw in a many defense you know what i mean you could throw in a many defense because then like that's what many defense is for it's for like third downs and pass rush like we're gonna always have a good pass rush always like granted we ain't got many sacks now but by the end of the year we'll have a good pass rush it, it's going to look like we had a good pass rush because our D linemen don't play the run. Like they don't play the run at all. They play all pass and they react to the run. So now you got D linemen, you got offensive linemen on linebackers and safeties. So now every time you make a tackle, it's a one-on-one tackle. So it's hard. Like people don't understand how hard it is to make a tackle all game one-on-one. Like, I don't know no safety in America ever that wouldn't miss more tackles than he made in the open field one-on-one. I just don't. Like, and, and another thing is, like, all these rules, you know what I mean, they they taken away from the game, too. So now you got all the safeties and stuff trying to hit low and you're missing. You know what I mean? You can't put your face on people no more, so you're missing because you're trying to dive at their legs. I want to pick your brain on this instance because that's a good point you met you mentioned, you know, 
safeties, you know, the, the new targeting rule, you're very controlled now. Well, you have, have the way you have to tackle. A lot of linebackers have the same issue. It's even a punter got ejected. I think it was from USC with his new targeting rule. If you were playing in this era, do you think you'd be a different football player in the way you tackle with the targeting rule in place? Uh, a different football player? No. Okay. I wouldn't, I would be kicked out of a lot of games. Yes. Like I would absolutely be kicked out of a lot of games, but that, that, that was my biggest problem in the NFL is that uh, regardless of how much I got fined, um, I was never changing my game. Like that's just like, I feel like when you change a game, you start getting hurt. You know what I mean? And the, the, so I got fined. I had to miss two games. Uh, then the next week I come back, I try to change my game a little bit and I turn my ACL. Like it's, 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 that's just what it is. Like you, you, you try your best, you know what I mean? To keep your game the same, but implement what they want in it. So I think for us to be aggressive and be the way we want to, like we need to, we need depth. We need depth. Like we, if we had the depth as Alabama do, like we, we would be all right. Now, previously in this, in this episode, you told me, Hey, Beeson spoke with Reed. Hey, come talk to, you know, one of our safeties, one of the guys on the team. Do you talk to current players on the team at all and just kind of leadership role like Sean Taylor gave you any advice in life going through the football program and school that you uh, speak to anyone? No, no, man. I'm I'm so upset with the team right now, man. If I go down there, I'm liable to punch one of these kids in the mouth, man. Uh, one of these coaches in the mouth, should I say. Like, man, I'm so fed up with this team, man. I If I went down there right now, man, and I seen one of them coaches, I might lose it. Like, it's it's terrible. Like, it's terrible. What what was the scheme you were running on Shannon? Uh, it was a 4-3. 4-3. Okay. Yeah, it was a 4-3. What made Shannon such a good defensive coordinator? Uh, for one, for one, Shannon's scheme was built to take away what you do best. So if you if you ran the ball good, we was gonna completely take that away. If you threw the ball good, if you threw slants good, we was gonna completely take that away. Whatever you do good, you was gonna have to do something else to beat us. And we always had dogs. We always we always had the dogs to fill the position that he he wanted. Like if you if you go watch everywhere Shannon B, the defense is a is a top twenty defense everywhere. He went to UCF and had UCF as a top 20 defense. Like, so, so like Shannon is, is, it's the coaching, man. It's the, it's the attitude that you bring with it. Like granted, Coach Shannon do a lot of, you know, a lot of, you know, messed up stuff, but he is a great, a great coordinator. We've got some exciting news. Our podcast is partnering with PlayActionPools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport we love the most. You'll be able to get in on the action with our PlayActionPools.com football pick'em challenge, which is open to everyone. This is how it works. Sign up for our contest, Bleed Football Pick'em, at PlayActionPools.com. 
and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electronic sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. Again, go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest, Believe. That's B-L-E-A-V, football, pick them. And if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com today. They've got Survivor Pick'em as well as a cool sportsbook-style concept called Build Your Bankroll. PlayActionPools.com, your news home for all your office sports pools. And we are back. Second half of the show with Brandon Merriweather, man. Miami Hurricanes legend, the premiere episode. I can't wait. I'm really enjoying this episode because there's not many times where you get to sit down with a Miami Hurricanes football great like Brandon and get to hear all this insight, man. Sean Taylor being a role model early on in his Miami Hurricanes football career. Talking about Randy Shannon's defense, comparing it to Manny Diaz. Brandon, are you? Do you? When you watch a football game, who do you focus in on? Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm more focused in on the D line. Okay. And and safeties. Gotcha. There was a quote by Jalen Phillips, and I want to like kind of ease the argument because you play in the NFL, mm-hmm. two-time Pro Bowler. Jalen Phillips said a couple of days ago he didn't know what a cover three was until he got to the NFL and started playing with the Miami Dolphins under Brian Flores. Now, people on one spectrum were saying, how does he not know what a cover three is? And then other people were saying he's a DN. He's an edge rusher. He doesn't need to know what the secondary is doing in a cover three. What are your thoughts on that? Um, uh, it's going to hurt me to say, but he wasn't coached very well. Okay. Like that's coaching. Like cause coach Shannon, the first day I got there, like he asked me, what was a three technique? Like the fact that a safety know what a three technique is, you don't think a like a uh you, you don't think everybody should know what a cover two is and what a cover three is? Like that's crazy. Like everybody in America should know what a cover three is if you play football. Like everybody. Like how you have a fan know more about football than you do. Like that's that that that's that's ridiculous. Like, and I think Jalen is a great, great football player. I absolutely love him as a football player. But I just think, you know. For him not to know what a cover three is, that shows you how lack of coaching he he was getting. Okay. I uh, you know, I think it is kind of strange he doesn't know what a cover three is as well. But hey, he's a first round pick like yourself. He's playing the league, like you said. He's a great football player, and I know he's gonna do great things for the Miami Dolphins. Do you think Manny Diaz can turn this ship around, Brandon? De'Ara King is out for the game against Central Connecticut State. Some say he's out for the season. We haven't gotten results yet. I think he's getting a second opinion. But do you think we can run it through the ACC, put these games behind us, and win out? Win out? No. Yeah. No, I don't. Now, do I think we could get to, you know, eight games? Yes. Yes. You know, I think, I think, I think we'll lose to North Carolina. You know, just because the defense, like we we can't stop nothing. We can't stop a no bleed. Like, and anytime you got a running back that's gonna run hard, anytime so anybody we play, 
that's gonna run the ball like consistently, we gonna lose to. Like it is what it is. Yeah. Like we have people in the game that shouldn't be in the game. Like period. Like we have people. Like like when I was when I was in college. Like it's a lot of people on this team that would have been getting beat up. Like we would have physically beat them up. Like yo, you gotta get up. You gotta get up out of here. Right. Like you got to. Like some of the stuff I done seen on on film on tape. Like we wouldn't allow that. Like the, it wouldn't have had to do nothing with coaching. Like as players, we wouldn't allow that. Like if you like, like I'm gonna give you an example. Right. We was playing Georgia Tech. Right. And uh, they quarterback Ball. His name was Ball. I remember him, Reggie Ball. Yeah, no and, uh, he was he was running to the sideline, right? And I was running to him, and I thought he was running out of bounds. So I slowed up and I kind of stopped and turned around right at the sideline before he got out, and he turned into me. And like, granted, I was turned to the side, so he like hit me side nine, and he like ran me over, right? So, but by three, four plays later, like I almost, almost gave him a concussion by three, four plays later. Now, but that ain't the point. What I'm saying is when we got back in meetings, like they killed me for that. Like it was, it was never like we killed, they, they literally killed me to the point where like, I was so mad to where I wanted to like fight everybody. Like they, they not doing that. Yeah. Like and that and and the crazy part is I even got him back, and we still and they still killed me. So imagine if, if I wouldn't have like that's crazy. Like the stuff they like I just don't re- I refuse to believe some of the stuff that's going on. Do you think it's lack of alpha leaders or just alphas in general in the team? Like you said, people who are hungry they want it. They don't want to let up. Like Sean Taylor told you. Do you feel you just don't have that many dogs on the team and just a lot of people just going with the flow? Like, hey, I'm just here for the Instagram pics, the likes. No, 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 I don't think it's that. I think we have a lot of dogs on the team. Okay. I think we have a lot of dogs on the team, like 23. Uh, Couch, uh, his name Crouch. To Corey Couch. Girl. Yeah, I like him. I like him. He's a little guy. He feisty, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I like him. I could play with him. You know what I mean? We got a lot of dogs on the team, like Leonard. Like, Leonard ain't even played a down yet. And just by the way I seen him in high school, I could play with him. Yeah. Like, number one, the D lineman, number one, I like him. You know what I mean? Like, it's a bunch of people on the team that I like. You know what I mean? It's just it's just the fact that I think we we lost. We're lost. Like, until we get our mental right through our head coach, and through the coaching staff, like a play, like the reason Alabama and Clemson play the way they play is because of wings, 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 the best chicken wings outside of the Orlando area off of 452 North Park Avenue owned by Miami Hurricanes football legend himself, Brandon Merriweather. If you love chicken wings, you're going to love wings, wings, wings owned by the man himself, NFL veteran, Brandon Merriweather. Got to check it out. Once again, wings, wings, wings off of 452 North Park Avenue in Apopka, Florida. Will you be in the Orlando area on October 16th, 2021? If you are, you got to head over to the Celebrity Kickball Tournament 
hosted by Miami Hurricane himself, Jemiah Weeks, in partnership with We Fam United. It will be at MGV Sports Complex in Orlando, Florida, with special celebrity guests such as CC Sabathia, Jemiah Weeks, D. Gordon, and the Miami Hurricane legend himself, Brandon Merriweather. That's October 16th, 2021, 12 p.m. Eastern Time at MGV Sports Complex in Orlando, Florida. I'll see you there. World Sports Alumni, uniting all professional athletes globally. Whether you are a former or current professional athlete, a rising athlete, or a business, everyone has a reason to be a part of the World Sports Alumni. The WSA is the only professional athlete association in the world interconnecting all athletes from all sports together under one umbrella. Once again, that's WSA, World Sports Alumni. Go out, reach out to them at worldsportsalumni.com, uniting all professional athletes globally. Of the head coach. Like, it, I be, I'm, I'm willing to bet you them two guys is so competitive and put so much into a game plan to where, like, when they mess up, it's, it's like a crime. You know what I mean? Like, and our, and our guys not like that. Like, when we mess up, our head coach come on the media and make excuses. Like, and that's what I don't like. Like, I want, like, when, like, when I messed up, Larry Coco was like, yo, Brandon fucked up. It's period. It ain't no if ands or buts about that. It's really? Brandon. Larry Coker. Yeah. Okay. Like we ain't play like like we ain't play like that. Like everybody knew. Like when we got in means we everybody knew it was me. It went like it was like, oh yo, yo, this what happened. No, y'all, listen, we missed a couple tackles, but you know, we made up on no, 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 ain't none of that. Like we we missing a dog head coach. That's what we missing. So, Brandon, if we're missing a dog head coach, I'll give my perspective on it. Who do you think should be – who would be a dog head coach that's reasonable for Miami you would like? I got I got a couple. Okay. I'll say mine after. I want to hear you. I got a couple. I like Lane Kiffin. Okay. I like Lane Kiffin. I like Ken Dorsey. Dorsey? Okay. Ken Dorsey would do it for, for for a little bit of nothing. He would love to come back to Miami and make Miami great again. He would. So Dorsey's in the NFL with the Bills, right? Or the he was with the Panthers before. He with the Bills. Yeah, he with the Bills. Do you think Ken I don't know if you keep in touch with Ken Dorsey? I think Kyle Wright was your quarterback during yeah. later on in your career. Yeah. Do you think Ken Dorsey would want to come back to yes. Miami? To Miami and be the head coach here and do the recruiting 365 days a year? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Interesting. Cause because in the NFL, they, they only get a week and a half off. Right. So if he the head coach, he'll get more time off in college than you do in the NFL. So of course he'll come back. Even even with the whole recruiting thing, because I can recruit, let's say Ken Doris is the head coach at Miami. He's got to recruit a kid. 365 days a year and hope he signs pen to paper on the national letter of intent. That's a lot of work for these kids. Does he want to babysit and do that? You think, man, you think man, go out 365 days a year. Someone <laughs> he sends out. Someone has to do it one day. Exactly. Exactly. Somebody got to do it, but he don't. Okay. You know what I mean? Of course. Listen, and this is, this is what I, I was telling people, right? This is what I would do. 
I would go into the city of Miami. I would find a former hurricane. I would hire them to the staff for a little bit or nothing. And I would say, look, all the big time recruits that ain't nobody seeing that we missing, like the Amari Coopers, you know, like the, you know, Teddy Bridgewaters, like everybody who leave Miami, like we need to know who the big time recruits is, like who we need to know who we need to aim at, because what we doing is we just kind of falling into trends now. Like if somebody say, oh, this player good, like we just saying, okay, you know, cool, let's go get him. He a five star, he a five star by, you know, rivals, let's go get him. But like, like I want those Santana Mosses of the world. Right. You know what I mean? Like Santana Moss was a walk on. He had a, a track scholarship. I want them. You're right. You know what I mean? Like, like who go, who out here to tell y'all, hey man, look, you need to check this guy out, man, because like he a dog. Like we don't have none of them. We used to. We have missed out on a lot of players in Miami Dade County, in Broward, Palm Beach County. That's my point. I would hire somebody in West Palm. I would hire somebody in Fort Lauderdale. I would hire somebody in Miami. I would hire somebody in South Miami. Like them, the folk, once you get them all together, like then you can move out to other places. I 110% agree, Brandon. Um, You know, we missed out on Tutu Atwell, Miami Northwestern. He's like 5'7", 5'8". He goes to Louisville. He's playing the NFL. Man, let me get let me tell you, let me tell you something, right? So, so a couple years ago, you know, I go down to Miami and we go to a game, you know, and and we see Tutu. Oh, okay. Like, and I'm, and okay. I'm like, yo, what's that kid, man? He going to the U? They was like, man, the U ain't even spoke to him. Wow. I said, why? They said he's too small. I said, what? They say, yeah, everybody else talking to him, though. He probably going to end up at Louisville because of, because of Teddy talked to him and Teddy told him to go to Louisville. Yep. Same school. So, so that's what I'm saying. So if I'm going down there in 30 minutes, I'm getting all this information about one player. Why is Miami not getting that same info? Like, who are we talking to? Right. I mean... I feel like we're kind of looking at the star system more than the players and the heart they have, the dog in them. That's my point. You go for the four or five stars. We need to go and hire Tolbert Bain. Tolbert Bain? Yes. You know him? Yes, Tolbert Bain. He went to Northwestern. Yes. Uh, I think he's he's worked like he was Edison, but I think, I don't know if he was on the staff or just maybe a part of the school. Yeah, we we need to go hire not Tavares, not Tavares, Bain, his dad. Tober Bain. Tober. You know about his nephew, Ruben Bain, right? Miami Central? Uh, yeah, yeah. He's going to be a big player. And he ain't going to Miami. Okay. <laughs> he ain't going to Miami unless Manny Diaz has gone. I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. Like, like I'm, I'm talking that, like, that's my, that was my, Tar, uh, Tarbert Bain's son, Tavares Bain, was my roommate. Okay. That's why that's why I was saying, like, that's my best friend. Like, like I'm telling you, he ain't going to Miami if they got something to do with it because they, they don't want him to go waste his time. 
Right. Like why go why go there when you go to Alabama and you guaranteed to get a shot at the league and win a natty? Absolutely. And play for Nick Saban. Exactly. Why? Why why go anywhere else? Like until you could get somebody who could who could challenge that. Like, like we 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 had a prime time, a prime time game against a bunch of freshmen. <laughs> Bryce Young. Yeah. Like, like. And, and we and we literally got out coached so bad to where they could have literally put IMG. They could have coached IMG up and they would have beat us. Damn, that's how bad we was out coached. It was pretty bad. It was really. I think they let the they put in their second and third team in the second half because first half was ugly. It was twenty seven zero, and then they let up a little bit. But here's the thing: their O line coach is an NFL head coach. Their OC is an NFL head coach. Their running backs coach was UNC's running backs coach last year when they put up 600 rushing yards on us. So they had a very good staff. And Miami staff, it's weak. It's very weak. Coach Packy's got an awful resume. Our special team, he's the linebackers coach and special teams coach. No, who fault is that? Oh, Manny Diaz. Exactly. So so the problem, the, the problem though we got, I got with Manny Diaz is, like, why did Manny Diaz even get the job? That six hours. We made the decision in six hours, and he was the second choice. Why, why? Because his dad is the mayor. You think that's the reason? Absolutely. And the president, the president we have at the University of Miami, don't care about sports. Right. He don't care about sports. So he's not going to fire you to AD. And he's not gonna fire Manny. So it's like a you know a free fall down there. Like, granted, if he was a if he was a smart president, he would know football, the football program bringing more money than anything else in the whole school. So why not bring in, you know, the best? Right. Like, this is my question. Hit me. This is my question. If we go to Alabama, Billy O, because I played for Billy O with New England. If we go to Billy O and say, hey, Billy O, I see you making $1.5 We're going to give you two to be the head coach at Miami. You don't think he's going to say, all right? I think for a little bit more. I think for $2 million, Billy O would come be the head coach at Miami. $2 million. $2 million. As long as you're paying him more than what he's getting for at Alabama. Okay. Okay. Because it's not like we can't get talent. Right. It's not like we don't have talent. Like, we got talent. We just don't have the coaches with the kahunas to, to, to fix it, to put it together. Like, like I was looking at the Alabama game, and being 100% honest, I didn't see a big gap in talent. Really? Like, I didn't. Like, I seen a big gap in scheme. So, like, a lot of people say, Oh, yeah, man. You know, like they O-line wasn't pushing our D-line around. They wasn't putting them five yards back. They wasn't doing anything. They wasn't, you know, killing us on the D-line. They they D-line wasn't killing our O-line. They was killing one person on our O-line who was actually happened to be a backup. So, like, it wasn't they wasn't killing nobody like like our receivers was catching passes. 
Right. Yeah. You know they, I mean, our quarterback, our quarterback was four for four before we started trying to run one. We ran one running play 30 times. Like I'm confused. Like we ran one. So like every big game, like every big game, we do the same thing. <laughs> every time we play somebody good, we do the same thing. Now yeah. Hold on, right before you say that. Now, watch against Coastal Carolina. Right. Watch what the playbook looked like. Central like, Connecticut. Central Connecticut, whatever, whoever we playing, man. Watch what the playbook looked like now. Like, and, and ask yourself, why we run these same plays against Alabama Michigan State? Brandon, I, I, I cried when you said that because I honestly think our OC only has six plays. We run inside zone reads. Our, like we just run through the middle of the field every time, and then uh, what's our De'Ara King? He just does that little nudge in the second quarter, and hopefully we got a tight end or running back open the middle of the field, or we'll do a double to a, t- a tight end pass. Like it's horrendous. Our like, offense is horrendous. Like this is so. So this was my question. So and and I'm gonna tell you the truth. This is what I thought when we was running all them zone reads. What and it wasn't even a zone read. Because read because King wasn't reading it. Right. If King was reading it, he would have kept like twenty of them. Yeah. So it wasn't a zone read. It was a. It was actually just a read the handoff. That's what it was. Okay. I actually thought we were setting up the tight end screen off of that. Ooh, you're right. That's what I thought. Yeah, you're right. I'm like, all right, we're gonna zone read it, and then we're gonna drop back and drop the tight end screen off because. Everybody is attacking now. Right. Like, we we haven't ran a double move. Like, we haven't done anything creative. Right. So, we just get, we, we are literally, we've been outcoached literally three games back to back. Outcoached. Now, when we played, who it was, uh, who we played that second game? Appalachia. When we played Appalachia State, we just had more talent to them. Than them, that's the reason we didn't beat them. We would just, we just had way more talent to, than them. Like I would even be happy if we got Appalachian State. It'll be an upgrade from Diaz. <laughs> hey, their OC went to Coral Park High School in Miami, so we'll take it. <laughs> I'm just saying, like seriously, like it's just like it's a bunch of people out there that we could get. Like, granted, no, we're not finna go grab, you know. You know, no big namers, you know, that well, we got to pay them, you know, 10 million a year, like like they did with Jimbo Fisher. We know we're not getting that. We're not. It's not going to happen. No. But we could have got we could have got Dan Mullins. Yeah. Before he went to Florida, we could have got him. Like, I think Florida were paying him what four million before they did the extension. They were paying him four million a year. Right. Like we could have did that. Like, so I'm just like. Like everybody is it like we just we letting the ball slip. Like we completely let it slip. Hey, I completely agree, Brandon. Before we wrap up this show, what's your score prediction against Central Connecticut State? Are we going to pull a Florida State or are we going to dominate all four quarters? Because King's not playing, so we gotta play a freshman. I I I like Jake Garcia. I, lo- I love Jay Garcia. I, I like him. I love <laughs> that's, 
like Van Dyke, I haven't seen enough of, and I don't know anything about him. No, nah, I don't like it. But they're gonna end up starting Van Dyke because right. he he's the upperclassman. They're gonna start him. He'll play the first half, and Jacob play the second half. But I I give him a you know. 42-20. That's what the inning score would be. After the first, after the first half, it'll be it'll be 14, it'll be 14 10 at the after the first half. I agree. I agree. I think it's gonna be a close game. 42-20, you got. I think it's I think 35-17. I think it's gonna be a little bit closer unless nah, they, they start Garcia right away. Nah, I think I think in the second half, I think we'll pull off. I think in the first half it'll be close and we'll pull off in the second half. That's what I'm thinking. Well, hey, Brandon, I had a blast recording episode one. I hope you had a great time as well. Uh, look forward to uh, recording weekly with you. And uh, what are you up to these days in Orlando area? You got any businesses you're working on right now? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, um, I own two restaurants, the Tavern of Rock Springs Ridge. And I own a wing spot called Wings, Wings, Wings. We're about to put wings stop out of business. <laughs> um, um, and I um I also own a um a real estate company. Okay. So so I got my hands on a lot, you know. I don't do much with them, you know, but I got my hands on a lot. Brandon does it all, man. He's a Miami Hurricanes football legend, NFL veteran, real estate expert. And a wing connoisseur as well, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's your go-to guy for wings. Uh, Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. We'll catch you guys next week. Take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.